like right here. Just pay attention to us. The Middle Children. Hello, I'm Jesse Jollis. And I'm Chris Burns. And this is Middle, Middle Children. Children. Nah. Wow. That actually, I think, was beautiful. That was better, I think. I said, Jesse, just go full throttle and stop joshing around. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do sound like I have the voice of an angel when I sing. You, I have never even felt religious, but the first time you sang, I said, I'll pray to something. You know what? I'm going to save this for my embarrassing story of the day. Oh, okay. How I I'm excited. have been slighted. Out of the theater community. I could have been on goddamn Broadway by now. Oh, my God. I already can't wait for this story. Before we get to that, I need to catch up with you. I need to catch up. I need to figure out who's who, what's what, what's new even. Who's who? Who's, who's on first? Who is on first? And I'm on second. Uh, and are you currently under your duvet? Um, yes. I love that. If that's not just so absolutely charming. Well, I'm in a chair under the duvet. Ah, so he's mobile, yeah. but he's comfy. And we love that for him. Because it's it's very heavy. Oh, the weighted? It might, may as well be weighted. Sure. Is it weighted by law standards? No. no. But it feels heavy. I love that. And it feels expensive. Hello. You know? And it's cold in here. Are you cold? Oh, how lovely. I always, I've said this once, I'll say it twice. I always want to be a woman who's cold. I'd love that well, to be my slogan, like in the office, like, oh, Jesse's always cold. Like, Jesse needs a shawl because, like, a bl- she makes blankets fashion. But I truly am always the hot hag. And that's okay. Is that why you keep a um, cardigan on the back of your chair at work so that it's for show? People think it's for you. show. I want people talking. And I lend it to women who are cold. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've also always dreamed about being somebody that's cold. I, I run very warm. Yes. We are See, the I'm same. cold right now. Cut to an hour from now. Um, I'll put on a little foundation. Next thing I know, I'm popping bead sweats out of anywhere that they can, can run out of. Yeah, you know? they're popping. But you know when you're... This is my thing. Mm. Have you ever been on a road trip with a cold person? Yes. Kill me. Kill me. Dead. Kill me dead. Because I might as well die of a heat stroke anyway. And that's what they want. I'm driving. I'm like, can we turn the air, air conditioning on, please? I'm sweating tits. <laughs> and then or they'll be the type of person I'm like roll down the window and like oh could you roll up the window the sound sounds weird when we're on the highway Ugh. it's too loud and I'm like okay then can we turn on the AC and then they'll put it on like 75 at like 1 and I'm like no babe that doesn't it, it is full on discrimination against people who sweat and are run hot because everyone's concerned for the cold girl. Every single person, the cold girl, for some reason, thinks she's going to die. She takes it to the next level. She's I always the cold girl is like, it's so cold. I, I, I can barely work. I'm like, bitch, I'm about to pass the fuck out. See, a hot person gets angry. A cold person truly plans their funeral. And, and it's insane because the cold person, it's 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 proven yeah. that people are more productive when they're running colder. Okay? Yes. But no, no, here we are because Marsha oh. needs her, her precious little heater on. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's goddamn pathetic it's is what It's not it is. right. And one time, like when I was sharing a hotel with um, a woman who ran cold, I woke up looking like a legit 
swamp monster. And I felt like I had rode 15 rivers in my sleep. Like, <laughs> I can't sleep in that shit. I was supposed to share a hotel room with my friend for another friend's wedding. Yeah. The other girl's like, not. Re- she's a friend-in-law, we'll say. Okay. And she kept texting me being like, should we share a hotel room? And I was like, no, because I know she runs cold. Yeah, no, sorry. And she's a doctor. And so she's like a skinny, hot doctor. Ew. Like, she looks like she walked off the cast of Grey's Anatomy. Ew. And into the actual hospital. Disgusting. Which, God bless our healthcare yeah, workers. Yeah, no, thank, thank you so much and bless But her. this bitch still comes in and is like, let's share the hotel room. So then I told my other friend, I'm like, listen, I have to sleep on the on the floor and you're in your husband's room. Because I know that they like, like it chilly. You got it. You got it. You got to protect yourself. Because I am... What I realized that I developed is lip sweat, like no one's business. I am all lip sweat. I'm all talk and lip sweat. Oh, I'm all all lip and chin. <laughs> oh, chin. But truly, a cold girl, like I, I want to slam them against the wall. They are so aggressive. And you can't mess with someone who's hot because I will body slam you. And yet they're like, I hit the, I hit the AC. I'm just so cold. I'm like. Listen to me. You find it or I will. And I will find it, your hidden hidden insecurities and I'll wave them out to this room. I'll go dirty. <laughs> because you have mine. That's my thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sitting here fat as a, fat as a <laughs> cow, okay? Sweating bullets. Yeah. Starving. And I can't complain <laughs> about any of those things because then everybody's going to be like, Pfft. Of course. I know. That's the other thing. Looks down. Just gives me like that eye look up and down. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I can't take this coat off. Okay. That's right. But I have an extra shawl on my chair. I'm happy to share with you, Bethany. It matches the one on your chair, Bethany. Jesus. That you, for whatever reason, are refusing to wear. And then God forbid. God forbid. The fat, hot person wins. (laughs) And then the skinny person all of a sudden has on like a winter parka. Oh my God. So dramatic. Scarves. And then being like, I can't tape with my gloves on. Yes. Gloves full on shivering. And I'm like, have you had your coffee today? What are you running on, Marsha? You're freaking dying. Like this is another 18 million problems. But don't you bring me in your grave. Don't you drag me with you. Pathetic. Truly. Pathetic. It makes me upset. It makes me upset. I feel like, though, that's one reason we even bonded is like you align with people who are your body temperature in the office. You align. Yeah, you find those people out. Yeah. Alliances you know? are formed and you're like, am I wrong or is it hot today? <laughs> and it's like, oh, how is it that it's 42 degrees outside? Yes. But the second I came in, my ass is just completely... <laughs> I just flooded my basement. I flooded my entire pants yeah. with sweat water. Yeah, Marsha, I'm going to hop to to that meeting. Problem is my, my skin's actually stuck to the chair. So once I rip it off, since I've molded to it, I'll be right there. Okay, girl? And then Marsha's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, kill her. Kill her for me. Uh, how you doing, Jesse? We're coming at you live from quarantine. We are. I know. This is week... Let's not do weeks, shall we? Tomorrow will be one month that I've been. Isn't that insane? Yeah, this last week has been, it didn't go great, but it's been getting better. Let me explain to you. It's been getting better. I've been, well, both of my lights have turned off. Yeah, yeah. So I feel as though I'm being punished for something. 
Well, the thing is, you can. No. You know what I'm going to say. I know say. you're going to say I can change it, but Chris, let me explain to you something. My ceiling is so tall, and I, as uh, as loud as I sound, am un petit. I'm not. I'm 5'6". The thing <laughs> is, I've been to your apartment. I just yeah. don't remember the vaulted ceilings that you're describing. Vaulted, yeah, that's extreme, but I just, I don't know how I'm going to get up there, and then I have to, like, rotate the disc off. I'm nervous. Currently, I'm nervous, and God has really put this in front of me because he turned both my living room and my bedroom light off, so... Times are tough. So you're living like just by lamp. I'm literally living by lamp. Um, excited to go to candle soon. And I've tried to do a few workout tapes. Mm-hmm. Humble brag. That was something. I did that. I think I hurt myself, obviously, but I did it. Did you feel better after? I felt better after. The day before, you know me, I try not to eat sugar. But the day before I said, Jesse. I feel like you need a hug from a big piece of cake. So I did order. I've also I've also had that cake say, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. <laughs> you need a little huggy? Yeah. Sometimes on a rough day, I just, I said, I ordered this Oreo cake. Um, oh, I'm here. I'm here. I am listening. And it was layered and it was like a beautiful mousse. And I said, I'm not done yet. And mm. then I ordered um, an M&M Rice Krispie treat, which is a real departure. You gotta love a delivery minimum. Oh my God. It pushes me to be who I wanna be. I love nothing more than a heavy, heavy delivery minimum. Yeah. Where I'm like, I got the salad, but I also need to spend a dollar more. So I got the $14 cake. I had to. You have to understand there's a minimum. And I always get a drink. And I haven't been to the supermarket because I'm afraid. So I have to go at some mm. point. I'm eating not good. Is that your stomach? What? Is that your stomach? I don't think so. What, what do you hear? I what? Can you hear my stomach? I thought I heard your stomach. You might have. Okay. Are you hungry? My Lord. No, I think it's, I have a very loud stomach. <laughs> That's got to come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is more important. Have you ever been lying in bed with a man? <laughs> And then your stomach just starts like, (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a goddamn like chainsaw starting in the woods. And I'm like, please, God, don't wake up. Please don't wake up. Don't let him wake up. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. And then he wakes up and he's like, oh, my God, I was so drunk last night. And then he leaves. Oh, Lord. That took a And then I look down at my stomach and I'm like, come on. (laughs) Just help me out. I am the person that like, Maybe guys aren't aware of it, but I've been in many beds with men where they make a stomach sound. And then I Brag. I know. And by that, I mean like two. But um, and their stomach makes the sound. And I'll be like, oh, my God, are you hungry? And they're like, you could hear that. I'm like, hello. Well, I also always act surprised. <laughs> I was like, oh, did you did you hear that? I didn't. Oops. It's one time when I was working at the restaurant, which famously I'm the best server in New York City. And I've said that before. I'll say it again. Mm. I haven't done it in in a year or so. It's like riding a bike. But I was very good yes you were i'm a turn and burn Mm. but i'm i'm being sweet as i do it you know yes i do know that and so i'm yeah that is okay (laughs) (laughs) 
The thing is, I did eat a bagel, so I'm not hungry. Wow. I think it's just everything settling. Okay. Because I'm upright. Oh, that's got And I was be. laying down for so long. Your body's just like, whoa. <laughs> not used to it. Yeah. Uh, what is this feeling of not being horizontal? Yeah. So I'm filling people's coffees for brunch, yes. right? Topping them off. And this guy's sitting, very nice, thick jacket he's wearing. Ooh. And I notice a little drop of the coffee hits his back because I'm like pouring from the back. But I'm like, he's wearing a very heavy coat. Yeah. It's fine. He didn't notice. So then I get like three tables down. And at this point, the coffee had seeped through the jacket and hit his skin, <gasps> apparently. So he like leaps into the air and he's like, ah! No. And like looks at me and I was like, oh, did I get you? <laughs> Oopsies. And then I kept walking it's like you know when you're at the nail salon yes this has never happened to me but it's always happened to the woman next to me <laughs> and she'll be like wait what did you do i told you not to cut them oh my nails are gone and then the lady's like it's fine you're fine and i'm like that's how you have to act in those situations yeah. where you're like basically gaslighting the customer into thinking that they're fine it's like how you do with kids when they fall and then they look at you and you're like, not a big deal. We don't need to cry. And then the kid's like, oh, yeah, OK. Yeah. And you're like, all right, off you go. It's a lot like that with adults. Yeah. Who people just are like, no, you're f it's OK. We're going to fix it. I have a song that I like to sing. Everything is fixable. Everything is fixable. Everything is fixable. Fixable. And I like to sing that. What is that from? It's I made it up. Wow. I made it up. My friend Claire and I made it up. We when I was moving, that was like my anthem because mm. things just go wrong constantly and you're like <laughs> Moving is the worst. Moving is the worst. I can't even get over it. Wait, so how was your week? I mean, I'm I I'm glad to know you're not starving. I'm not starving. Um You did order cake though? Is that I didn't order cake. Oh. I'm in I'm in Albany. I can't be ordered. They don't there's no place to order cake. Does your mom make cake? Uh sometimes. Okay. I'm not a woman who bakes. I'm also not that. You know, I want to be the woman who's cold. This is the woman I want to be. Let me explain to you. I want to be the woman who's cold who bakes for other people. Do you know what I mean? She's the woman who's mm. like, I bake these cookies, but I actually I don't even like cookies. I just like to bake them. And you're like, hey, Brenda, that's stupid economically. That's stupid because who does that? You sick psycho. You bring it into me at work, the hot hoe, and you shove it down my gullet. <laughs> and Brenda's like, you know, I don't even have to be working because I come from so much money. Yeah. And my husband's so wealthy. And I would like to spend time with my kids. But <laughs> little little Sebastian is off at equestrian camp. Yeah. <laughs> and Ava, she's down at space camp. Yeah. And then we have Thibodeau and he's going <laughs> no. he's going to English literature camp. So I feel lonely in the big mansion all by myself. So I said, hey, I could crank some numbers. <laughs> and my husband just uh, he can't get enough. Just is always touching Ugh. me, telling me how amazing I am. And I let him because I'm a saint. And so, yes, I made these cookies for the office. For the office. Oh, and don't you forget, Sandra, here's the gluten-free ones. Yeah, I want to be Brenda, too. So I don't bake like that. I bake literally to eat. And normally I eat half the dough. That's where I'm at. Well, see, that's so my dad likes to make jokes where he'll like leave the house for five minutes and be like, when I come back, I want want to see cupcakes. <laughs> and it's like a joke. But also he, he does, would like to he see cupcakes when he comes cupcakes. back. 
So the other day he was like, I'm, I'll be back. I better see cupcakes. And then I like looked at my mom and was like, let's try to make cupcakes really quick before he gets back. It'll be funny. <gasps> and she was like, okay. So I open um, the pantry and I'm like, okay, well, this pre-cake mix is expired by two years. So I don't think we can use that. Oh. <laughs> and my mom's like, okay, yeah, no, I don't know why that's still up there. And I was like, let's just do it from scratch. And I was like, I've never made cupcakes from scratch. And she was like, I think I have before. We'll try it. <gasps> So we did, and they came out absolutely divine. Oh, my God. Here's the thing about me, Jesse. Yeah. That you might be surprised to know. Uh-huh. I am an amazing cook. Wow. Not a great baker, because I don't, I don't love it as much. Oh. But if I was on Chopped, I would make it to dessert. And I'm not talking Chopped Amateur. Hello. I'm talking Chopped. Wow. Okay. Okay. So I do think I have a natural skill for for cooking and i'm just gonna say that out loud chris what a humble brag and i'm thrilled for you and i feel like you should cook for me more when we can i will and you know how i learned by watching chopped i've been watching so much chopped this quarantine also are you i love it i love that for you i think i might have to order the hallmark channel that's where i'm at i think i have a login i have to check oh my god i just died on the inside and the outside i need that login god i don't know if we still lauren brickman a friend of mine and i split a yearly thing for christmas one year for each other yeah we just gotta split a year subscription yeah so we could watch all the Christmas movies we want. But here's that. what they don't tell you. Oh, no. Your stomach, though. Is it still making noise? Did you not hear it? I'm listening. Well, no. I'm going to put the mic to my stomach. <clears throat> Did you guys hear my stomach? <laughs> it sounds like a... <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you hear the heartbeat? That's what... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what don't they tell you? They don't have a lot of Christmas movies on there. That's some bullshit. What do you mean? They only have like 12. And then come december they put a bunch more oh we gotta wait it's a goddamn scam that's a scam and a half and i'm livid but if you do have the login please let me know (laughs) yeah i have to look it up also you know my dream is to write and star in a hallmark movie i know and i want that for you and honestly it would be a dream of mine as well my first like a gay hallmark movie i already have the whole plot written out how do you meet okay so here's the thing i'm living in new york okay I'm living in New York. I have an uncle. He owns an inn. Yeah. In, let's say, Snow Falls, Colorado. Okay. It's a tiny little town. Stunning. Stunning. <laughs> Looks like Boulder, Colorado, but is much smaller. Got it. And so he's like, Chris, I need you to come out to the inn. I have to tell you something. No, not the inn. And see, this is like kooky Uncle Steve. Absolutely kooky. And that's what my my parents would call him, Kooky Uncle Steve, which just means he's gay. Yeah. So he lives in Snow Falls <laughs> and he's gay. <laughs> so we've always had a bond. So I go out there yeah. and he answers the door and he was like, I just wanted you to come here because I need to give you the in. And then he, and then he dies. No. So he dies in front of me and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm like, I don't want to own this in. No. I'm a fabulous magazine writer right. back in New York. <laughs> and then he's, then I'm like, well, I guess I'll stay for a minute. Like I have to, clean it out and sell it but then i'm like whatever whatever i turn the corner and then this guy's like hi i'm kyle i was managing the inn oh okay kyle and i was like oh my god hi and he's so cute he's so cute and i'm like maybe i'll stay in snow falls a little (laughs) bit longer and then i'm like so you grew up here and he's like no actually i grew up uh like 20 miles north of here but then i lived in new york for like 10 years 
and that's how I got my wealth. But then I came back to take care of my mother and just really oh. fell in love with the village. So that's why I'm here. And I'm like, oh my God. A village man. That's so cute. Yes. And so there's some hijinks. We're cleaning well, together. Sure. There's a montage. We're listening to music, mm. drinking hot cocoa. It is, of course, December. Of course. And it comes time. The inn looks amazing because we've remodeled it. Yeah. A, a big investment banker comes. He's like, I'm going to buy it for this much. And I'm like, amazing. And then he's like, then I'm going to knock it down. No. Put in a parking garage for the megaplex I'm going to put in next door. You're telling me he paved paradise and put up a parking lot? He's going to pave paradise. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And Kyle's like all upset. And so then for Christmas, I give Kyle a box. Oh. And he opens it. What is it? And it's keys to the end. No, you did Yeah. And I say, there's two. One to the end and one to my heart. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh. And then you kiss for the first time. And then we kiss sober for the first time. Sober for the first time. Oh, my God. And then he's like, I can't take the end from you. And I say, you're not taking it from me. You're taking it with me. Oh, my God. So then I stay at the end. Yes. And I just become a novelist. Yeah. So he continues running the end. I'm a novelist. <laughs> Yes. I come, I help sometimes, like when we want to have charity events. Yes. And it's, you know, it's a beautiful story. That is a movie I want to watch immediately. What would yours be? So mine, thank you for asking. So mine, if you can believe it, this is my dream story, I truly think. I'm like a big wig in New York, obviously. I'm like fast talking. Uh, you know, uh, my dry cleaning just happens. I don't even know how. I have staff. Okay, so things are happening to me. Things are an happening. Assistant. I have an assistant. I think I get offered this like TV show. Okay, it's like an Ooh. thank you. It's an intimate TV show, and I have a co-host. My co-host okay. is this like outgoing, stunning funny guy okay and i'm like oh that's my love interest and the audience is like oh that's her love interest yeah but then i'm walking around one day behind the set and this guy says something and i'm like what he's an editor he's been watching me and so he's actually very in love with me <laughs> okay Okay, we love an editor. We love an editor. We love the idea of someone like watching you make mistakes and being like they're endearing. Okay, so I'm like... Yes, we love a, a tech guy. A tech guy, but he's shy is the thing, Chris. Okay, so this tech guy, I keep overlooking and I keep being like, what is he talking about? Also, because as an editor, like it's a one-sided relationship right now. He's in love with me, but I don't really know him. Yeah. And this outgoing guy has my attention, but I'm like, I'm feeling this inkling towards him. You know what I'm saying? And then one day I get this video on my computer, which is like a compilation of all the things he loves about me that he's like kept, you know, from bloopers. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he, he overhears my alpha co-host being like, you need to be more like this. You need to be more like that. You have to be more lovable. You have to be more blank. And then he comes in being like, you don't have to be anything but yourself. I love you for just that. And then the and then the co-host is like, who are you? Yeah. And I'm like, that's Ben. And he's like, it's Frank. That's Frank, our editor. And I love him. Oh. I think that's my dream story. How does it end? It ends with the editor and I deciding that I don't even need a co-host. And it's just me on the show. And he's going to make sure that I always look great. Oh my God. But that I also let my like honest side through because that's what makes me great. Wow. <laughs> What role do I play? And you will be the fantastic, neurotic, like, stage manager. Oh, I love that. Yeah, you'll really crush that part, I'm telling you. 
in mine you play the um you like own the restaurant in town yes and that's the restaurant that i go i'm like can i get a martini yeah and you're like (laughs) you're not from around here are you (laughs) exactly and you're like here it's a double chocolate milkshake yeah you'll love it like what what's the alcohol content and you're like just love and i'm like oh i can't stay here for long but then yeah I love that milkshake and I keep coming for advice, you know. And I love that. And you're like, you know, Kyle, he was a big shot in New York. Big shot. He was hurt up there. He was hurt. And that's how I find out. Oh my God, I love that. If Hallmark is listening, please reach out. That was actually two amazing (laughs) film pitches. I know. I almost feel like it should be in theaters. I think so, too. A double feature. (gasps) A Quentin Tarantino-esque double feature. I love that. You bring your loved one or you sit alone and then in the theater we'll couple you off. Oh, can you imagine anything sweeter? Honestly, what a romantic time. I would die for that. Do you understand? I would die. <sighs> oh, I love that. Are you having any middle child meltdowns? You're at home is the thing. You're in the war yeah. zone, if you will. Uh, I'm home, but my brothers don't live here anymore. Right. So that's not the case. I do feel I'm going a little insane just only being here. Sure. You know? Yeah. I miss New York and my friends. Yeah. And I miss knowing, like, this is also the thing I'm like... I can't like just go back because there's nothing. It's not like I'm going to go back and it's going to be like it is. Right. When I'm there, you know, so it's like, I don't know. So I keep going in and out of that sort of meltdown. Yeah. But I am, you know, this too shall pass. Yes, it shall. We're lucky. We still get to do things like this. Yes. You know, we are lucky. It could be worse. How are you feeling? How how middle child are you feeling today? I'm feeling okay. Yesterday was National Siblings Day and I was the only one who acknowledged it, which makes sense for a middle child reaching, you know, olive branching to your siblings yeah. and they're like, "Did you send a text or?" I texted my sister and then I tagged my brother who I know is on Instagram, but not only did he not like it or comment, he didn't text me. So I'm just like, you know what? Why do I? It just made me feel so, like such a middle child. I thought about posting for a moment, but I, I did it. Well, I regret it. And I lost 20 followers. So <laughs> see, the thing is, who unfollows at that? I know. I, I yeah, no. It's- I posted something political recently and I lost like 250. Screw them. And I said, screw up. Yeah. And somebody DM me and said, stop talking about politics and stick to trying to be funny. And I said, thank you. (laughs) That's yeah. So I did that and I felt like I, you know, had a middle child moment where I went, why, 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 for who? Why are you trying to be the peacemaker when there's no peace? There's no war. You know, I just need to lay down. But I posted it and and that's okay. Should we jump into... Embarrassing stories? Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's live our best life. You can start. Wow, thank you. Today I decided to tell a story of when yours truly, about a year and a half ago, went to a wedding stag. Hate to see it. Hate to see it, but it does happen a lot. So I realized that this wedding was a destination. We could drive, but I didn't know that many people going. So, you know, when you really like latch on um, Mm -hmm. to someone like you got those freshman year friends or like the people on your hall, just people you're like, I know no one. You are the weakest link. (laughs) Goodbye. And then they're like, oh, this is my boyfriend, David. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, David. (laughs) 
And they're like, we're at table seven. What table are you at? And I'm like, I'm about to be at seven. (laughs) I'm about to drag a chair to seven. So I decided I was going to share this room with a couple and then this other girl who I sort of knew. had never met the couple before. Okay. So I get up there. And there's also another house with other people I know. But I wasn't invited to that house, which is fine. I don't think I could handle it. But I was very nervous for this wedding because it was also a Venezuelan wedding. So they were like, it starts Ooh. at 4 p.m. It ends at 4 a.m. And I said, excuse me. I part. I what? like your girl retires after like a solid five or six. So that's a long wedding. Six hours is a long wedding. Yeah, 12 hours. And I was I just I think I was taken aback. I was taken aback. And I said, what am I going to do? I don't know. How can I loosen up? And I said, you know what I'm going to do, Chris? I'm going to bring an edible. Oh, God. That probably wasn't the right decision. Interesting. That's an interesting observation that you make. So I said, I'm going to bring an edible. And I'm going to have an edible because if I have an edible, then I'll be relaxed and cool. And like I won't be stressed out about the fact that I don't want to dance and I don't know who to be with and like which direction do I look I immediately would be like take that out of all the second it hit I'd be like oh my god when is it four o'clock in the morning I want to be home yeah I want to be watching tv well sometimes it's for me to like lower my social anxiety but sometimes I need a little bit of it anyhow so I take you're not a big drinker not a big drinker see that's where I at a wedding Mm. forget about it okay I'm a fish yeah you're under the state sucking that shit in through my gills see i feel much more loss of control when i drink yeah like i get that i just i don't oh but i get it. okay which some would say i should feel also with edibles but so we have the wedding part we're at the party i've taken an edible this other girl comes up to me who's at the house i wasn't invited to and she's like do you want an edible and i was like wow I don't even feel the one I've taken. So yeah, an edible sounds no, like yes. Jessie. I double edible, Chris. I double edible. And I'm like, the, every, <laughs> no. I was like, everything will be fine. That's what I say to myself. So, and by the way, I've I've uh, worn a Rent the Runway collection um, because I never have dresses and I don't like to spend money on it. My friend was like, it's a formal wedding. You really need a nice dress. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> so I rent this dress. I have to wear a strapless bra. This is important to the story. Okay. Okay. All of a sudden, I think I'm sitting at the table and it hits. And it oh, hits God. like a rocket ship. Okay. And that was probably just the first one hitting. That was just the first one. And I come up with this mantra, which I still think about today. So maybe it was a high breakthrough, um, which is I'm not that girl, but I could be. Which it has to do with the girl who dances alone, like who just goes on the dance floor because, you know, everyone leaves you at the table and you're sitting there. And I'm like, Jesse, you, you don't want to dance, but you got to be that girl who just dances like I'm in the corner. Yes. I'm, I'm singing Robin. People are like, we're not. That's not the song playing. I'm like playing her on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Watching her kiss her. <laughs> but. I get on the dance floor. I start dancing. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm dancing, dancing, dancing. My um, strapless bra starts sliding down. I'm like, okay, you know, you pull it up. That's like half the game. When you what wear. did the dress look like? I, I need a, an image. Thank you. It was like a light purple dress with flowers on it. Strapless? No, but the um, cut like went in. Okay. I don't know how you what this is called i get what i get like it like a get razor it. okay so you couldn't like a scallop a um scallop. cut yeah so the straps would have showed so i had to wear a strapless okay so then this one guy who i'm like sort of friends with who came with his girlfriend but told me he was in an open relationship 
was like, do you want to go for a walk? And I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, definitely. So I go on this walk with this guy. I don't even know what's happening. But all of a sudden, you know, and you're like, wait, what has the mood changed? What's what's going on? But I was like, I'm not I'm not making out with him. Like, I want to be professional friends with him after this. I can't I can't do this. And open relationships. I, I can't get into that. That's not for me. No, that's not you know, for me. You know, I more power to you if you can do yeah, it. Yeah, but I'm emotionally attached immediately so oh. i don't i don't need that shit i'm a i am like claw. i am yeah i'm a cat with claws in a rug and it won't come I, out. that's and that's winnie right now so and i'm very good at deflecting no one deflects like me like i could run a workshop for hot women about how to deflect and like unromanticize a moment and like i could charge 50 dollars a pop <laughs> that should be your book your memoir <laughs> How to Deflect a Memoir Honestly, by Josie Jolis. I'm so good at it. It's like they don't even realize. They just think I'm clueless, but I'm 100% aware of what's happening and trying to deflect. Sometimes I'm not, but because it's so second nature to me, when I deflect, it's 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 an Oscar-winning performance. So as I'm deflecting, I'm like, let's go back to the party. As we're walking up the stairs, all of a sudden, I don't understand what a stair is. I can't wrap my head around how you travel. You a lot of stories involving stairs, and every time I get more nervous. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't do well with stairs. But anyhow, I'm roaring, and I'm also unable to understand how a stair works. Like, I don't understand how I get up it, and how it doesn't move, but I must, and like, the distances can change. It was like a rock stairway. Anyhow, takes me 40 minutes, at least that's what he told me, to get back to the party. When I get back to the party, I've also decided I'm over pulling my strapless bra up. And I've become what I would call a four-boobed woman. So I've got my tits that are sort of low and hanging. And then my strapless bra, which has a lovely shape, but is by my belly button. <laughs> Oh, no. Okay, so I become what looks like, I don't know, a cartoon character, literally the four titted woman. I am the four titted woman, high as a kite, don't understand what stares is laughing. There's this part in the wedding where they bring out costumes and I was like, what is happening? So I have like a chicken hat on. Luckily, I didn't have friends there that were taking pictures of me. God bless. Mm. Because... I was the four-titted woman high as a kite. Now, the girl who I was sharing the bed with, who has a boyfriend, was like, we'll go back together. I was like, amazing. So I kept checking in with her because a bus comes on the hour. I made it to 2 a.m. or something. I was so proud of myself. Yeah, wow. So I was like, all right, are you ready to go? And then she was talking to this guy, but I was like, she has a boyfriend. I And I thought we said we were buddies. So I was like, are you ready to go? And then she pulled me aside and she was like, don't ruin this moment for me. And I was like, ah. Okay, got it. Like, I'll just skit scat alone. So I go on this bus. I'm the only person on the bus now. It's me, <laughs> the driver, a school bus. Okay. I, me, four tits to the wind. Okay. Four tits to the wind. I'm like, I can barely stay awake. We run out of gas. No. Yeah. I fell asleep. I wake up. We're on the side of the road. He's like, ma'am. <laughs> sorry we just have to wait for gas i'm like where am i who am i is my strapless bra even still on i can't even find it where were you the side of the road in like what what state was this this is a great question i feel like massachusetts okay but once again i don't know where i have no concept of where i am or what's happening I fall back asleep. He tells me that like he fell back asleep. I'm like, okay, we finally get there. Great. The couple I'm sharing the room with is like, we're having sex. I'm like, okay, cool. 
<laughs> so I'm sitting in the hallway, me and my four tits, like legs crossed. I think I went to the vending machine and started eating, obviously, because I was like, this is a sad moment. I feel like I'm in college again. And it's amazing. <laughs> this that- is like the episode of The Office where Michael goes to Jim and Pam's wedding. Yeah, that was exactly what it was like. Did you ever find out what the story with the girl was? Yeah, I think that she like was playing with fire. But then last minute was like, I can't. And obviously wasn't happy in her relationship. But I think she was drunk and did snap at me. Um, And I was very upset and hurt by that. That happened with a friend of mine once. And I felt like she was playing with fire as well. Yeah. And I was like, we have to go. And she was like, no. And then I kept seeing like the fire getting closer and closer. And so I grabbed her by her ponytail. Hell yeah. And yanked her. Good for and you. I said, we're going. <laughs> Although, God, I hate being that babysitter because, you know, I've done that. And you know how the guy hates you so much? Oh, the guy who was <laughs> so hot also yeah. was like, she can make her own yep. decisions. And I was like, that's where you're wrong. That, exactly. <laughs> and then I pulled her. Wow, Jesse, that is a... Embarrassing story. That's a wedding. Well, since you told an edible story, I guess I'll tell an edible yeah. story. Yeah. So I was, this was probably like five years ago, a friend of mine who um, would bake edibles. Ooh, what a friend to and have. He, yeah. Or I don't know if he baked them. He like would get them from someone and sell them. Okay. But he was very generous. Mm. And so he would have parties a lot and just have them on trays. <clears throat> wow. Okay? And so these are cookies with skull and crossbones stamped into them. Oh my God. You can only have like one. So... <laughs> <gasps> He was like, you can only like start with half, start with half. And this was before I was like an avid who I am today. Yeah. And so I take half. I'm like, I'm not feeling anything. Yeah. I immediately take the other half. <laughs> yeah. And then my friend was like, I'm not feeling it. Are you feeling it? I was like, no. So we eat another one. Oh my God. Each. So now we've had two whole ones. So we're like sitting, blah, blah, blah. We're on his balcony in Williamsburg. And that's when I'm like, oh my God, I'm the highest person <laughs> that's ever existed in the planet. I'm looking off the balcony and I'm like... Los Angeles is so beautiful. I keep talking about how beautiful Los Angeles is. And then my friend is like, Which this is, is such not Los a Angeles. High statement. Yeah. <laughs> my friend was like, we're not in Los Angeles. This is new. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're at Zeke's house. And I was like, I know. I'm just talking about how beautiful Los Angeles is. I had never been to Los Angeles <laughs> at this time. And so then my friend, I God knows what happens to her. But I'm talking yeah. to this girl. And talking, she's talking a lot. And so she's talking about something. And I turn to my friend next to me. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is this bitch talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But then I look and there's nobody else on the balcony. No. Except for me and the girl that's talking. (laughs) And so then the girl is like, what? And I was like, what? And she was like, you don't have to be so rude. And it was like, I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> and so then I like go into the apartment. I'm like, listen, I have to go home. Yeah. I'm so messed up. I have to leave. Mind you, I had left my apartment at, I think it was like 744. Okay. So I'm like, it must be like two in the morning. I need to get home. I get an Uber. I remember laying in my bed looking at my phone and it was 10.07 p.m. Oh, my God. So I was there for maybe an hour. (laughs) But then the next morning, (gasps) my friend calls me and was like, oh, my God, like it got so dark last night after you left. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, Teresa ended up in the hospital. And I was like, 
who? And they're like, remember Teresa? And I'm like, I don't know who that is. And they were like, the girl, you were talking to her for like 20 minutes on the balcony. And I was like, oh, what happened to her? And they were like, she drank so much. She passed out and it was like alcohol poisoning. She tried to leave. She passed out outside. They had to call an ambulance. And it was this whole thing. And I was like, oh my God, did she drink to excess? Because I said, (laughs) (laughs) who's this bitch talking to? And I was like, I have to make a public apology to her. Yeah. But then my friend was like, no, this is like the ninth time she's done it, apparently. Oh, Teresa. And so it wasn't my fault. No. But I did feel bad and I have never seen her again. Wow. That's traumatic. Yeah. For her especially. For her especially. And we've all been there, Teresa. I'll say that. I... I'm obsessed with that story. What is it about edibles that you we can't be patient for even a second? Well, I've learned my lesson. Okay. <laughs> since then. I try. I put a timer on it. Or I know because I won't do them in like public oh. places anymore. That's probably a good idea. I think my favorite is to stay home with an edible. But I Yeah, because I realize I just can't it yeah. it doesn't bring me joy. And I'm like if I'm trying to like talk to people yeah i need the opposite of that or with a pen i'll be like okay it's the wedding we have 20 minutes of this wedding left now it's time to now it's time to rip hold on tight bitches obsessed with that what great stories let's do the middle child of the week this one is very near and dear to my heart and you know why i know exactly why i'm fat carrie bradshaw that's right but skinny carrie bradshaw (laughs) had to walk so fat carrie bradshaw could run yes and that character is played by a middle child. Yes, it is. Sarah Jessica Parker. Such an icon. SJP, if you will. Underrated. Underrated. Yeah, she played Carrie, but she also played the annoying cheating cheater uh, in First Wives Club. Sure. She also she played also pl- the one of my favorite sexy witches in Hocus Pocus. Oh, the absolute icon. Iconic. We've talked about this in Hocus Pocus. I guess we both couldn't be in it because we'd both be playing Kathy (laughs) Nutty. I'd be bet. I'd be happy to be bet. Thank you for that. I I would play the Kathy Najimi to your bet. I mean, you definitely, I think that is, I could never take that part from you, but I would transition. I would swing over to bet. I smell children. Oh, book. (laughs) (laughs) That's our Halloween costume. Done. Um, Love that. But yeah, she's she's also in, what was it? Um, something with Nicolas Cage where they go to Vegas. I don't know. Oh, she's great in that. She's good in divorce now. Yep, great in divorced. Failure to launch, I didn't hate her with Matthew McConaughey. No. She, uh, so I, when I was working in the West Village, so I've never met her. No, okay. But I've gotten close a couple of times. Hello. And so I feel like, and I hear good things about her yes i do too because um friend of the show darren carp yes who's andy's assistant andy's best friends with sarah jessica parker right. darren always says she's so sweet like if you were to meet her she would be so nice to you blah, yeah. blah blah so once i was working at a restaurant in the west village i had taken an edible after my shift okay, i love that i'm walking with my friend it's like 11 30 at night yeah 
we're walking and the West Village, for those of you not in New York, beautiful, picturesque. It's like the set of Sex in the City. It's where Carrie's supposed to live in yes. Sex in the City. And so we're walking and I see a guy in a white tuxedo and I'm like, oh my God, that's Matthew Broderick. Wow. And so I like turned to my friend. I'm like, that's Matthew Broderick yeah. coming towards us. And she was like, Chris, look next to him. And it was Sarah Jessica Parker in a ball gown. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> and so I'm staring, obviously. Obviously. We make eye contact. She trips on the curb. No. I'm not even lying to you. She trips on the curb and like tump, trips a little. <gasps> he like has her arm and then she like flails back up. So like her hair flails <gasps> back up. It was the most quintessential like carry meet cute moment. Oh my God. And so this is happening. I'm like, <gasps> And she, we make eye contact again when she's back up. Wow. But what I read from the eye contact was like, please, God, don't say anything to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. It was actually after the first debate between Hillary and Trump. Oh. So they must have been coming from like a, a, a debate or a, function yeah. or something. Fundraiser. And so she does that. And then they walk past us. And then my friend and I just turned around and held hands and watched them walk until we couldn't see them anymore. <sighs> but... She famously lives in the West Village. And then I, I was at the GLAAD Awards and she did walk past my table and her dress brushed on oh me. Oh my God. But no conversation. How iconic. Well, Sarah Jessica Parker, to me, as any aspiring mm, comedian, actress, uh, was the OG Annie for me, if you will. And I know I'm not the only one who's got a red-headed curly wig in a closet, and I'm ready to sing with my red dress at any Guilty point. as charged. Guilty. Guilty as charged. Looking for my daddy, Warbucks. But she was the OG Annie, and I remember even watching, like, a documentary on Broadway, like, Children, All the Annies, and she was in it, and I was like, Sarah Jessica Parker was Annie, and now she's famous, and I was Annie, and I will be famous. <laughs> The math, Amen. the math adds up. And I just remember being like, she is everything to me. I forget what movie she's in where it's about dancing. Like, oh, girls just want to have fun with Helen Hunt. Love Helen Hunt. Love Helen Hunt as the best friend. It's very hairspray and very, uh, it's very hairspray. She's so pretty in it because she's like a teenager. And so her beauty doesn't make sense to me and she has curly hair which is also iconic because us curly hair girls never get that representation jesse have you seen first wives club yes it's been a while though it's on netflix i'll I'll watch it it's iconic it is iconic you need to watch it as an adult woman you're right i'll watch it because she also plays who i think i would play in first wives club (laughs) love that and there's also a great Bette Midler part in that. See, I really think I could have Bette Midler's career. That's what I think. What a dream. I know. What a dream. I would die. To play a witch, I'd die. To play whatever you want. Yeah. Bette Midler, Bette Midler calls for roles. She doesn't get called for them. Absolutely. You know? Do you know that movie that she was in with Danny DeVito where she gets kidnapped and Danny DeVito's like, eh, take her. It's the funniest. What? Oh, my God. No, what is that? Because I love Danny DeVito. Well, you have to understand, this is one of the best movies ever. And it had me howling. And it's like on the caliber of like the movie I want to write. It's written by the guy who wrote 16 Candles, I believe. And John Hughes. 
Yes, I believe. Is that his name? I think, or oh God, I don't want something Hughes. Something Hughes. And what's it called? Rotten Scandals or something? I'm gonna find it. Let me explain to you. It's it. the funniest movie in the world. So Bette Midler plays this like amazing, like rich woman with Danny DeVito, and she like nags Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito's like, I wanna kill her. Then she gets kidnapped, and the people are like, We'll get uh, the ransom's a million dollars. And Danny DeVito gets this like evil smile, and he's like, No, keep her. And they're like, But we'll kill her. And he's like, Do it. And so it's about like, of course, the um, kidnappers are like the nicest people ever. And she does what we would do, which is she's like, fuck this. I'm going to get ripped. So homegirl gets ripped. <laughs> and it's Immediately like. Immediately develop Stockholm Syndrome. Truly. It, no, because they're a couple. With the. The kidnappers is a couple. Oh, okay. Um, But she gets her like identity back. It's such a good movie. And when I tell you that's the role I was born to play. Sometimes you have to get taken yes. to get your identity back. <laughs> to be found. Sometimes you gotta get taken to be found. Ain't it the truth? It's uh, such a good movie, Chris. Uh, okay, I'm gonna watch First Wives Club again, and you're gonna watch this movie. It's so good. I mean, uh, Danny DeVito famously is my favorite actor. Same. Matilda. He's the dad in Matilda. And he'll always he's be the that. dad. He's the director. He's the... I know, the, the narrator. Oh. He's he, the backbone. Which, Matilda, I have a lot. I love Matilda. Me too. Okay? But there's a lot of plot holes in that movie. Interesting. I consider We'll it save those for another day. Let's save day. that for another day. We have an exciting announcement. Truly, if you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this episode's almost over. Fear not. Because we started a Patreon. Hell yeah, bitch. And if you're not familiar with a Patreon... It's like an iTunes situation. Totally. You can go on, you choose to pay either five, ten, or twenty dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Each tier has a different reward system. Yes. I guess you'll say. Yes, we will. But the even the most basic, you get two bonus episodes yes. of middle children. And so if you're listening and you're like, I want another new episode, go to the Patreon right now. Subscribe to it. Get it. And girl. you'll get a bonus episode. You get it, girl. Okay. Yeah. And it's a paywall. So it's a little more unfiltered, some would say. Uh, some would say we're taking, you know, the bras off. We're taking bras off, socks off. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> we are relaxed, yes. honey. <laughs> we got titties and toes, baby. Titties and toes. So get on on that. It'll be very exciting. We're excited. There's going to be a bunch of other shit along with it. Yes. I thought you were going to tell them also about our new segment we're doing. Okay. Jesse, are you ready for our new segment? Yes. So our new segment, you guys have been so amazing about writing reviews, mm-hmm. okay? And we want to pay that forward. Yes, we do. And so we're going to pick a review each week. Yep. And we are going to discuss who we think is behind the review. Yes. The type of person. Mm-hmm. The icon. Okay? Yes. So we're going to start with Aaron. Yes. Her name's Aaron with an E. Aaron with an E. Underscore M12. Ooh. Okay, she gave us five stars. She said, super relatable and amazing. And she said, Chris, I too am a middle child that is staying with my parents during these quarantine times. Mm. My sisters are quarantining with their husband and fiance. They're really missing out. The best time to be single is during the quarantine, they say. My mom's cooking eggs for me right now as I work from my home in my childhood bedroom. What a life. Jesse, you're hysterical. Wow. This podcast is what every middle child needed. Please put out more content. XOXO. XOXO. 
Oh my God, Aaron, I'm obsessed with you. And now everyone, we'd like to introduce to you who Aaron is. Aaron is a middle child. We know that. And we also know that Aaron's the type of woman that drinks sparkling water. Okay. She doesn't do flat. She drinks sparkling from home. She's working at home. Mm-hmm. She stocks up on sparkling water. That's right. She's the type of woman that buys a soda stream because she's like, let me explain to you, mom and dad, you're going to save money. She doesn't want to reuse the plastic. No, she cares about the environment. She thinks about others before herself. She bought the soda stream and said, uh, when I go back home, because yep. I'm staying here for quarantine, you keep the soda stream. Oh, you know she's saying that. Erin's the type of girl that doesn't just show up to a hangout or a party. She comes with a game night and an idea. And bottles of wine. And bottles of wine. That she knows the host loves. Then she says, oh, I know you don't drink, Luann. So here, I got you um, this amazing mocktail. I'm dead. The idea that Luann thought she wasn't going to get a mocktail from Aaron. Clearly, they don't know Aaron. Okay. She has a six pack of mocktails with her at all times. All times. She keeps that in the back in the back of the car, but she's got a car that is tricked out, tricked out. And by tricked out, I mean, you know what there is in there? There's always a birthday present in the back, a safety birthday present. There's always an Afghan because you know what? Erin is not a cold girl. No. She's, she's a warm girl, yes. but she feels sorry for her cold girlfriend. Yes. So she keeps Afghans in, in, in the, in the car, in the car, as well as a fan that she uses on herself and bless her for that. She looks like a, like a 1920s flapper with that fan. (laughs) It's so people mistake her for a 1920s flapper all the time. Yep. She's a business lady with heart. Ooh, boy, is she, she could be sitting on a beanbag chair with a, with a, with a vest on with a butterfly trim wallpaper. And she is closing deals. Six figs. She is left and right from her childhood bedroom <laughs> and she's saying this is this is for society. Yes. Okay, she's a donator. She's a she donator. donates her time and her money. Oh my god. And although her sisters have relations, she wants them to be happy and she says she'll help with the wedding even though she doesn't care. She babysits. <laughs> she says, I would love to babysit. Yes. I'm working from home. I'm closing deals, but drop off little Tommy. I know you need some time. I know you need some time. You bring him to and me. And somehow she makes it work. Okay? Yes. Aaron is the type of friend that you need. Yes. And the type of friend that you probably don't deserve. <laughs> and the type of fan that we can't believe we have. And Aaron... It's funny you call yourself Aaron M12 because my heart expanded 12 times <laughs> when I saw that review. Oh. We love you, bitch. We love you, bitch. To Aaron. This ed- episode is dedicated to Aaron. This one is for Aaron, you guys. And you let her have it. What a great episode we've had today. Guys, don't forget to send this to any middle child you know. Because if we're not making a middle child gang out of this, I'm livid. And you don't have to technically be a middle child to be in the middle of child Of course gang. not. But you need to be an ally. You can be an older. You can be a younger. We've all experienced rejection. Absolutely. The middle children probably more. But, but, still, but still, we appreciate your contribution. <laughs> yes. We are friends of everyone. Okay. Yes. So rate. We need you to rate. That's we right. We need you to review 
you could be Aaron. You could next be Aaron. Week. You need a pump up. You write us a beautiful review. We'll pump the shit out of you. You won't you even know? know what hit you. And we need you to subscribe. We do need you to do that. We're charting. Okay. We were <gasps> charting on iTunes. Yes, we were. Week. You guys, we are charting. So like you guys are making this so amazing. And if you're like, I literally need more than one a week. We started the Patreon. We'd love for you to come over, get some more content. But regardless, we're thrilled that you're yes. a part of this. The Patreon episodes will be so fun. Mm -hmm. We'll be dedicating those to reviewers as well. Yeah. Yes. And you know, you never know when you need to hear that about yourself. Because Aaron, we love you. We love you, Aaron. And I would love if I heard people talking about me like that. When I hear people talking about me, it's almost always negative. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, Chris, we didn't know you were right there. And I'm like, yep, thanks. I'm like, yep, someone switched the AC again. So I'm sweating my balls off. I had to go take off another layer yes. of skin. This is also for all the sweaty hoes out there. Okay. We love you. We see you. We lo- and we promise you, yeah. if we ever do a live show, it'll be the coldest live show you've ever <laughs> That's been right. In. That theater will be freezing and we'll love every it second of it. 55 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I want to see my breath out there, Mike. I need sweaters. I want sweaters. I want to be in a cute little furry onesie and I want to not feel hot. Let me have that. All right, guys. We love you. We love you. We'll be back next week or right now on the Patreon. So check it out and live your life like you're an older. Yeah. The Middle Children. Middle Children is produced by Cameron Rood. Our theme song is written and performed by Hannah Solo and Alex Mitchell. With photography by Sarah Nathan. And artwork by Abby Lloyd.